Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. For free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Eagle Hour. Glad you're with us this afternoon. Bob and Kelly at the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg. Luke Johnson uh, still in quarantine at the First Bank Studio in Laurel. I think he has about another eight days before he's allowed uh, out of the studio. Full show today. We're going to be talking uh, to... The father of the kid scheduled to pitch tonight for the Golden Eagles, Larry Boyd, uh, kind of nervous about his son, Drew Boyd, uh, pitching tonight against Troy. Uh, Bill Muse, basketball player uh, from the Southern Miss men's team, is going to be joining us a little later in the show as well. Uh, Coach Joy Lee McNellis just about to join us on the Eagle Hour. Opening segment sponsored by Dickey's Barbecue Pit, proud supporters of the Eagle Hour and Southern Miss. You can enjoy their delicious food. They cook it seven days a week. They'll cater any event for you, large or small. So the next time you have something special, <clears throat> excuse me, sit back, relax, and let Dickies do the cooking. All right, our first guest is no stranger to the Eagle Hour. She is the head basketball coach at Southern Miss. And Coach McNellis and her ladies, I believe, are in Frisco, Texas. Is that right, Coach? Yes, sir. We are. We're just finishing up our practice session that we were allowed and. So it was perfect time, and thank you guys for having us all. Oh, it's our pleasure. You're out of Frisco, of course, for the opening round of the Conference USA Women's Basketball Tournament. I believe you play tomorrow at 11 o'clock against the Marshall Thundering Herd. You've completed the regular season. You're now looking at postseason. And, Coach, your analysis of the year and, and how you feel about things going into the tournament. Well, you know, we're excited about the opportunity, number one, to be able to continue to play. Um because I will tell you, you know, we were playing really well, and then Shantae Harris goes down with an injury, and uh, then the wheels fall off the bus, and we struggle for quite some time, and then we finally get things back going, and we were able to win three on the road um, and gain a little bit of momentum. Then we lost a couple of close ones at home that went to the wire, one at UTEP that went to the wire. So I just think that uh, right now we do have Shantae Harris back. She's not at full steam ahead. But at least she's back on the floor with us. And what she brings us is tremendous leadership. She brings us tremendous energy. And I think that's definitely helped the momentum of our team, knowing that she is back to be able to be a major factor for us. Now, Coach, you've played Marshall once this year. Uh, What can you tell us about them? What do you expect out of Marshall? Yeah, and we we lost to them. Uh, Did not have Shantae with us. We lost that game. Um, And it was a close game. Uh, we it kind of they busted it open in the final two minutes and we'll get in the fouling game. Number one, they can shoot the three ball. They can really shoot the three ball, and truly that's been what we've struggled with is defending the three ball. Because when teams have their post players that can shoot the three balls, it causes us some problems. And in turn, what it does, it forces us to either make a choice: we have to play small, put Kelsey Jones on the bench. Or we try to have to weather the storm because they don't have anybody that in return can guard Kelsey Jones. So that's the true difference for us. Um, 
and we've got to be able to set the pace for our game first. That's what's ultimately the most important is our game. Uh, is our game is to try to be able to establish that very early, and hopefully um, that will be able to help us try to set that stage early. So I think that's the true difference for us. Uh, is Kelsey Jones has got to get going early so we can try to force them to be able to put their big in so it'll make it for to help us out. But, again, Kelsey Jones got to be a factor early. Our first two offensive sets that we'll be running for them will be to go to Kelsey Jones. Right. Um, because we've got to try, again, to force them to play a big rather than keeping five small ones on the floor for us to be able to guard that three ball. But they're a very well-coached team. Uh, Savannah Wheeler, they have a point guard that is going to be something to deal with for three more years. She was a freshman this year, maybe all freshman team, has every skill set that you need in a point guard and really led their team this year and made a huge difference. They have another young lady, Taylor Pearson, that shot the cover off of it against us. Um, and against Savannah Wheeler, that was a point guard, knocked it out from the free throw line because we could not guard her. So we've got to be able to control the two of them first. Uh, we believe that Taylor Pearson and Savannah Wheeler is the heart and soul of their team, and they make things happen for them. So we've got to be able to contain that. Defensively, I think we've got to stop the first three ball. We can't give attempts up and hope they'll miss them. Those opportunities will equate to easy, easy buckets for them. They shoot more three balls. And then we've got to be able to attack them. Last time at our place, they shot 32 free throws and we shot 10. We've got to get to the free throw line. We have to get those smaller guards in foul trouble and make them guard us off of the bounce. But they played off of us. They packed because we're not the best shooting team facing the bucket. Um, and so we've got to be able to attack the basket, get the ball reversed because they'll be packed in. I had one of our coaches in our league tell me, the other day, Coach, you've got one weapon on the perimeter, and it's Shantae Hales. I hope you get her back for the for the conference tournament. If not, people are going to play a 2-3 zone and just sit in that paint on you and make you shoot it. And and so, fortunately, we'll have her back to be able to shoot it. We have some that can shoot it, uh, but have not really consistently proven themselves from outside. Our Inez is one that has shot it really well from outside. She struggled the last three games. But hopefully she's going to get back on track being from the Arlington, Texas area. And a lot of her family and friends will be here to watch her play. Good deal. All right, Coach, we've got Luke quarantined over in Laurel in the First Bank studio. I, I heard y'all say uh, yeah, that. Yeah, th- he, he may have a question from you from the quarantine uh, suite. Luke? The reason we have me quarantined, Coach, is because Bob's so old. I don't want him to get sick. <laughs> That's exactly right. And, and listen to him. Clearly he doesn't need to be around me, Coach. <laughs> coach, um, Respect Lee Part named All-Conference earlier in the week. Uh, what does she need to do this tournament? And uh, just talk about how she's been the leader since Shantae's been out. You know, she has she's totally taken control of scoring the ball for us. She's averaged a double-double uh, since Gump has been out uh, and has really taken control of the offensive glass. She has got to go get a double-double, number one. In that double-double, she's got to get – a. I've challenged her. She's got to get at least five overboards because we've got to get some offensive stickbacks, and hopefully from that we'll equate to some fouls against them. She must. We have challenged our players that we've got to get 17 offensive boards to win. Um, so we've got to crash 
so that we can be able to get some second chance opportunities. I know um, Kelsey Jones will be a big, big part of uh, big that, factor, that rebound. Yeah. I know she's got to have a big game. Um, but, but Coach, like down double the double stretch. Double. I thought they got to earn their keep getting double-doubles. Absolutely. Down the stretch, it's just been really with your team, it's been like one quarter, you know, a, a slow yep. start or a down third quarter. What, what's the key to Mar to be consistent in all four quarters? Well, it, it that is the catch. It's either been in the first quarter or the third quarter. And consistency is so important, so important. And we've got to, number one, our communication skills as a unit. So when we hit a wall and when we hit a struggle, we can't let those struggles happen back to back to back. We've got to be able to put the clamps on it so that that does not continue to happen. Um, We can't have multiple possessions where we get empty possessions offensively. Those things have got to happen for us. Uh, we've got to be able to take – I told him, I said, I'd rather get a shot clock violation than us to turn the ball over or take an ill-advised shot. Let's, let's make sure we get the ball reversed multiple times so we can get a for-sure basket or get to the free throw line. All right, And Coach. I think the keys for us in this game is we've got to shut down the three ball, number one. Number two, we've got to be able to get offensive rebounds and stick back, stick back and we can't have more than three empty possessions at a time. All right, All right Coach, you're 16-9 and nine against Marshall. You're 2-0 and oh when you're playing them on a neutral site. I'm saying this is a piece of cake. What do you say? <laughs> no, it's not a piece of cake. <laughs> Lord, I would be sleeping a little bit better if it was a piece of cake. Hey, good luck to you, Coach, and thanks for taking the Thank time to talk to us. We love having you on All the right. show. Love having y'all letting me come on. I appreciate it. All Thank right. you. Coach Joy Lee McNellis, okay. everybody, from right. from Frisco, Texas, getting ready, Kelly Sander, to take on the Marshall Thundering Herd. She's at a loss for words. Frisco, Texas is getting to be kind of the hot spot for – I know that the uh, Southland Conference has a lot of their tournaments in, in Frisco, so it's getting to be a big sports uh, sports conference you know type area. and. I wonder, though, with the Lady Eagles, you know, with that record that they have, they're kind of on the teeter of, you know, if they don't win the conference. Of course, the winner of the Conference USA tournament goes into the NCAA Women's Tournament, of course. But they're at kind of that record to where, you know, they could be an NIT team. I think that's right. You I think know, if or, they win to, to win tomorrow, they they may have a chance. Yeah, so I'd, I'd be interested to see, you know, how, how they fare. Right. Let's just hope they win the there Conference USA tournament. All right, the men's season is over. Bill Muse was a member of that team. He's going to join us next on the Eagle Hour, so stay right where you are. To the top. I want to thank Joy Lee McNellis for joining us uh, right after basketball practice out of Frisco, Texas. And good luck to Coach McNellis and the Lady Eagles as they take on Marshall. 
tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock. The winner of that game will play at 11 o'clock uh, the next day against Rice, which is the number one seed in the tournament. But uh, first up, the Marshall Thundering Herd. That's 11 a.m. tomorrow, and it's on ESPN+. This segment is sponsored by Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. Uh, They're getting spring and summer stuff in every day. They're located on Hardy Street, right across from the Southern Miss campus. You're listening to other parts of Mississippi today, and you want to check out what's new at Campus Bookmart, you can simply go to campusbookmartmart.net. You can uh, look through their inventory, order what you like, and they will deliver it right to your front door. Ladies are playing tomorrow. The men are done for the year. Bill Muse uh, transferred as a transfer senior uh, to the uh, Golden Eagles this past year from Coastal Carolina. And he joins us now on the Eagle Hour. And Bill, we're glad to have you on the show. Thanks for coming on. Glad to be on. Glad to be on. Well, it's been a, uh, you know, when you get to the end of a season like this and you look back uh, to when preseason practice started, all the practices, all the preseason games, all the conference games, does that pass fast, Bill, or, or does it seem like a long trug for you? No, it goes by super fast. I mean, it seems like just yesterday I arrived on campus going through spring work, spring, summer workouts, and going into fall practice, games. It, it, it goes by super fast. So. Mm-hmm. Well, you've made quite a journey from Muskegee, Oklahoma, to Coastal Carolina, and now to Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Trace that uh, Trace that trip for us. <laughs> it's a long trip. I mean, driving from <laughs> Muskogee, Oklahoma, out to Conway, South Carolina, and driving from Conway back to Muskogee, Muskogee to Hattiesburg, it was probably one of the longest drives I've ever had, going from Muskogee to Conway. <laughs> About 16 hours out there and 16 back, so it was it was definitely a long drive. All right, you guys, all, all together now. I'm an Okie from Muskogee. <laughs> don't pay him any attention, Bill. He wanders in the building sometimes, and we'll, we don't get the door locked. Of course, that song came out long before you even born, Bill, but I bet that's kind of the, the battle cry for your hometown folks, huh? Oh, it is. I mean, I hear it everywhere I go. People yeah. always ask me about it, so I hear it all the time. Well, it's good good to know that uh, a song that old still uh, still makes the rounds, you know, a little bit. So the, the coastal the coastal thing to Southern Miss, how did that happen? Um, going into my – I played two – well, first, I played two years of junior college basketball for my dad at Connor State. We went on to win two conference championships, a region championship, made out to the national tournament in Hutchinson, Kansas, finishing a sweet 16 as a sophomore. Then after that, go out to Coastal, play for Coach Cliff Ellis, who's going to win 800 games here probably in the next couple of years. Played for him for two years. Played early as a junior, then got an injury, pushed me back, and decided last year that it was a good decision to redshirt and look at other options and come in as a grad transfer to Southern Miss. And, of course, Cliff Ellis coached at Clemson, at Auburn. So a lot of people, you know, remember Cliff Ellis. from He's, he's an old, steady hand from a long time ago. Mm-hmm. He's in South Alabama, too. Yeah, that's right. So he's, he's been all, all around, you know, all around the South. What was it about the Southern Miss opportunity that you thought might be a good fit for you? I just felt it was a good opportunity to come help the program, come, come be a part of a winning tradition, help train the culture. I mean, Coach, Coach Ladner helped me a lot so it's just it's just the winning atmosphere being back closer to home too where i was closer to family and friends that could see me play my last year you're still a long way from home i had a son that lived near norman oklahoma you're what a good 12 13 hour drive from here am i right 
About eight. I think I can get home in about eight and a half if I really have to get home. About eight, you drive eight pretty fast, don't you, Bill? <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Nah, it's about, it's about eight. I can get there in about eight and a half. I got you. Luke, welcome, Bill, to the program. Hey, Bill, thanks for, uh, man, we appreciate you this year, you know, being on this team. And, man, it's a difficult year. It was a, it was in the middle of a coaching change. Um, but but Jay Ladner, you know, kind of have to deal the cards you're, you're dealt with. What was – we talked to we talked to Bobin yesterday. You know, it's just really tough, um, especially with, with some of the injuries and, and some of the other things. What, what happens behind the scenes – uh, for the the team to just continue to to play as they did with grit and heart, that was the thing I was I was so proud of you guys mm-hmm. down the stretch. You know, we lost so many close games, but we we played until the last whistle. What was kind of the secret going on behind the scenes that kept that kind of heart being displayed on the floor? Just, I mean, knowing every day is a new opportunity, knowing that the next day is the most important day to get better, to excel, not to look back and say we could do this, we could do that better. But knowing that the next day is the best day, that we can go get better. We may have another practice. If we don't have another practice, you got a game. Just preparing like that next day is the most important in preparing each and every day like like there is no tomorrow. What is the dynamic as as a senior, you know, coming in for your for your final year? Um, you know, with because you're naturally a senior, people look up to you. There's only four of you guys this year. What was it was it hard? To be a leader was it was it natural? What was that dynamic like for you? It was hard at times. I mean, but I mean, the natural leader stuff came to me is when I was a young age. I'd always be a leader. I was a captain for four years in high school and two years in JUCO. So being a leader, just having guys look up to you, is just is natural for me. All right. You, and you you talk about um, you know the, these coaches, man. We, we look at these coaches, uh, Coach Hill. Man, just nationally respected. What was it like though to to get to play for uh, for Clarence Weatherspoon, who had you know that thirteen year career in the NBA? Oh, it was awesome, Coach Spoon. I love Coach Spoon to death. I mean, Coach Spoon always he always keeps it real with you. He doesn't he doesn't sugarcoat anything. He's going to tell you how it is, but he's also going to be there for you in the long run to look out for you. I mean, he always pushes us. He's always he gives us a lot of great insight on what it was like to play in the NBA each day. To yeah, no question about that. A great one, Bill. I understand now. Isaiah, let me get this right. Isaiah Jones, a, a member of the basketball team, he also played with you w- on your father's team at, at Connor State mm-hmm. College. Am I right about that? He played two years after me. He came in two years after me. Okay, not with you, but at the same no. school. Yeah, but he played the same school. He played two yeah. years after me. And, and your dad has a Mississippi connection, and that he played basketball at Ole Miss. Is that correct? That is correct. He played played Ole Miss. When was that? What what period of time was that? In the seventies. In the seventies. I so, want to say seventies. So he he being an Ole Miss athlete, he must have really been extraordinarily proud to see you come to Southern Miss. Am I right about oh, he, that? Oh oh yeah, he was definitely proud. He was he was happy because he didn't get to see many games at Coast. He got to see about five, six games this year throughout his schedule, he still got to make it to five or six, so it was, uh-huh. he was happy. Well, I, like Good. any parent, Bob, you want your child to do better than you did. Exactly. And That's clearly, exactly his, right. <laughs> clearly exactly his, right. his dad only getting to play at Ole Miss and right. him rising to the pinnacle of getting to be a Golden Eagle, yeah. I'm sure his dad was thrilled. Did you? Here's, here's the big question, Bill. Did you get your dad some Southern Miss basketball swag to wear? Oh, he wears it all the time. All he right. Wore it, That's he what actually we wore it in practice uh, – 
their first official practice, he wore Southern Miss gear in their first official practice. So he, he wears that's, all that's the time. That's the best thing I've heard all day. That's the that best. That's the best, the best line we've had all we week. We have. Bill. Re- we have retired Ole Miss basketball players wearing Southern Miss stuff. The world is a greater place. And, Bill, Bob Getty, Luke Johnson, and myself, we're all going to get together. The three of us, we're making a road trip to Murfreesboro. We want mm-hmm. you to come with us. We got the trunk loaded up with baseball bats. We're going to go raise some cane in Murfreesboro <laughs> and take care of some unfinished business up there. Are you in or are you out? Oh, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> all right, Bill, a minute left. What's next for you now that you've finished your college career? Uh, I'm going to look at going into the coaching ranks now. So Good. got a few opportunities. And I'm going to see what happens. Going to look at all the options, but I'm definitely going to the coaching ranks. I got you. You think you're headed back toward Oklahoma, or is that just you're going to go where your job takes you? I'm going to go where the job takes me. But and my ultimate goal is I've always wanted to coach for my dad. So right, and I I think that's just the top end of the cake to play for him and then to coach for him. So we'll see what happens. And you There's know, a lot of, well, I think that'd be one. And you know, he's always a step ahead of the competition. And you know why, Bob? No. Because he's he's an okie from a skookie. Hey, Bill, we appreciate very much uh, your contribution here to the program, and uh, we thank you for coming on, and we thank you for converting your dad. I think that's the best thing we've heard <laughs> yeah. all week, man. We uh, we wish you nothing but the luck. Best of luck, thank young, man. You. Thank you. All right, everybody. Bill Muse Jr., a uh, senior departing the Southern Miss uh, basketball program. We're such great characters, some of these kids are. Was, was that Merle Haggard? That's, that's exactly correct. It was Merle that's Haggard, right. okay. Good. We don't smoke marijuana in Muskogee. We don't take our trips on LSD. We still fly old glory at the courthouse. There you go. There you go. Which means we should all be a Muskogee. You, know you know that, don't you there, Johnson? You know that song, I'm sure. I was just hoping if he ever comes up with a song about beautiful downtown Laurel that he doesn't sing it. I'm with you on that one. It was pretty painful. You should have actually experienced it in person if you think it was bad all right baseball tonight uh, weather permitting golden eagles are going to play troy drew boyd who's a former oak grove player and uh dandy dozen baseball player really great high school player now pitching for the golden eagles this is his first year coming off surgery he's scheduled to pitch tonight we thought it'd be interesting to talk to his dad larry boyd who's a three-sport letterman at southern miss undoubtedly on his way right now to montgomery to see his son on the mound. So Larry Boyd is next on the Eagle. And he is not an okie from a school. No, he's not. We'll be right back. Hush. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. We're back on a Tuesday, third segment of the Eagle Hour, brought to us every day by 4th Street Bar and Grill, located on 4th Street in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, home of the 895 Lunch. Stop by and uh, just catch some good times in that Southern Miss memorabilia. 4th Street Bar and Grill, proud sponsor of the Eagle Hour, Bob, Luke, Kelly, and Brandon from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and beautiful downtown Laurel. Baseball on tap tonight. 
over in Montgomery, Alabama, to take on the Troy Trojans. It is a neutral site. Starting pitcher for tonight, Drew Boyd, the lefty from Oak Grove, Mississippi. And what better way to get the thoughts uh, about tonight's game than Drew's father, Larry Boyd, M-Club Hall of Fame, three-sport letterman himself. I bet, Larry, at 4th Street Bar and Grill, there may be some old pictures of you hanging somewhere on the wall. <laughs> I don't know. I'd have to ask some of my friends who go there and uh, and, uh, and spend some time there, but uh, they would have to. I can promise you, they're probably black and white if they are. <laughs> <laughs> so you're on the road, getting ready to head over tonight. Uh, Drew's been pretty good in his first three uh, performances or first appearances um, this year, and I want to commend you for coming on the Eagle Hour because. John Sandlin, the father of Nick Sandlin, every time we tried to get him on, even live on site, he wouldn't dare come on the show. So we appreciate you coming on today. What's it? Uh, what's it like um, to to see your son start for uh, your alma mater? Well, I can appreciate what John Sandlin is going through, and uh, you know it's kind of funny because as good of a pitcher as his son was for us, Nick, he, it's still your son, and it's still nerve wracking to see your child out there participating and competing, but. We're just so happy that Drew's finally back getting over that injury and finally back able to compete and uh, just be able to play on his, uh, with his buddies out there and his friends and his teammates and be a part of uh, the baseball team and finally get to get out there and, and uh, compete on that baseball field. So it, it's nerve-wracking. Uh, it is. It's, it's so different than when you played. Uh, you know, when you played, it was all on you and you kind of you knew what to expect and you knew you had prepared and all that kind of stuff. And when it's your son or your child or your daughter or whatever out there playing, it's just a, it's a different beast. I, I've coached these kids from the time they were four or five years old, and then, and even coaching the five, six, seven-year-olds, it was nerve-wracking just not to be playing when you were just trying to coach. And then as they get older and into high school and college, you just basically you you just you end up just being just being a parent, you know. And uh, and uh, it's just uh, it's just nerve-wracking to watch your son. And you know, the other night at Ole Miss. Drew was, without a doubt, Drew was the least nervous of the entire family that was there. I mean, if we could have all just been as relaxed as he was, I think we'd have been fine. But it's it's a it's a great thing to to be a part of, and it, it is exciting to to watch. Hey, Larry, I sit beside you and your family uh, indirectly at baseball, and so I was there the first night uh, this year that Drew got in the game and uh, and started pitching. Man, you guys had a lot of family up there, and uh, y'all were into it, were you not? We're very fortunate that um, all of our immediate family lives in Hattiesburg, and uh, so obviously they were they were able to come. And we were very fortunate also that Drew had been informed that he was going to be first out of the bullpen. Normally, if you're coming out of the bullpen, you know you don't know if this, how the starter is going to go. But they had already told Drew he was. Whenever that moment came, he was going to be first out of the bullpen. And the same thing for the old Miss start. We we knew ahead of time, and like tonight, we know ahead of time that he's he's going to start. So the old Miss game was really really special because it was his first start. The, the, the game you're talking about was special because it was his first time ever. Mm-hmm. And then the old Miss start was really special because since we knew ahead of time, both his sisters, brother-in-law, my brother-in-law, my wife, my mother-in-law, we they all just said, "Hey, we're going," and we all took off for Oxford and and uh, got to be a part of it. Got some great family pictures. So didn't get the win that we wanted. Should have won. I think we beat them in every phase of the game, but right. run scored. But that's baseball, and uh, it was such a, a moment that uh, that we'll always cherish. And probably extra extra special since he was pitching against those scoundrels. Am I correct about that? <laughs> 
Well, it did make it a little more exciting, a little more intense. You know, your first your first match ever. I, I remember the first games I ever played in and, and uh, who they were against and where they were and whatnot. It's just a moment you'll never forget. And to be able to be there and support him and the rest of those uh, baseball players meant a lot to us. I know the kids will never admit this, LB, but um, I would imagine that to some degree Drew carried in the back of his mind that he was your son. And he, he knows about your resume at Southern Miss. You know, not only a player at Southern Miss, but a coach at Southern Miss. At, at some level, do you think he might have um, pressed himself even a little to, to succeed because he's Larry Boyd's son? You know, that's something you'd have to ask him. Uh, I, I would probably say no, just because I've never put him any pressure on him for that. But, again, I've never been in his shoes. And, and maybe maybe to some degree, you know, he chose Southern Miss early on. He committed, I think, as a sophomore in, in high school. That's where he wanted to go. We told him it was completely and totally his decision. In fact, he even asked me, uh, he said, Dad, what if I go to Ole Miss? Will you root for me? And I said, I will root for you. Even if you go to Ole Miss, it's your decision. I will not sing Hotty Toddy, but I will root for you <laughs> up there in my black and gold. There are limits, he, right? There are limits. It, yeah. yeah okay. he, he knew it was his decision and uh, – and he knew early on, as soon as he met uh, Coach Barry and and was around it a little bit, he said, that's that's where I want to go to school. And, and fortunately for us, all of our family has graduated from Southern Miss. So we, we were very, very pleased. Maybe he felt a little pressure from the family to go there, but he, it was his decision, and, and he wanted to go there. And I think if there was a lot of pressure, if he'd have felt like, you know, being my son, he, there was extra pressure or whatever, he probably maybe would have chosen somewhere else. But that's where he wanted to go to school. And we were tickled pink that he had decided to, to, to play there so that, uh, you know, we would be able to watch him as much as we could. There are very few people that can say that they were a three-sport a three letterman at the Division One level wherever. Of, of basketball, football, and baseball, which of those sports, Larry Boyd, did you find came most naturally to you? Basketball was always my first love. Um, and I think growing up in the country, uh, that I did. I was my father was a Baptist minister, and we lived out in the country. And you know, we didn't have uh, social media and all that back in the day. And you know, it didn't take a whole lot. You could go out and practice basketball by yourself. You, all you needed was a basketball and a goal. And uh, it, but it was for some reason basketball was always my first love. I, I could have given up any other sport, but I, I I could not have given up basketball. Ironically, I think I I had a better chance of. of playing professionally in baseball and or football. But as I was growing up, I was I was so thin and skinny as a kid growing up, football wasn't really an option. Uh, I was afraid I was going to get broken in half and not be able to play basketball. So, uh, And then baseball, one of the reasons I chose Southern Miss was because they said I could play basketball and baseball. And I thought if I ever did anything professionally, it might be baseball. We didn't have the radar guns and all that back then. I don't have any idea how hard I threw or whatever, but – I knew I wasn't fast enough to play or tall enough back then to, to play basketball, but I thought if I did anything, it would be baseball, and I was fortunate enough to play a little baseball there. And then my fifth year there, Coach Carmody's uh, son saw me punting on an intramural field, and literally one night at dinner, he asked his dad, he said, Coach, he said, Who, he said Dad, who's, who's punting next year? And he said, well, right now we don't have anybody. He said, well, Larry Boyd can punt it a long way. Y'all ought to talk to him. And Next thing I know, I'm in Coach Carmody's office, and he's asking me to, to, to come out for punting. And 
Uh, I honestly had not had on a football uniform since the eighth grade. I punted two times in the eighth grade, and I was just out there. Bob, I was just out there because my, my buddies were out there, and I was a backup punter. I wore number 72. I never got to play. It was a perfect scenario for a basketball player just to be hanging out with his buddies. And I got in two games. I punted one for about 20 yards. The other one was blocked for a touchdown. And I said, I'll see you all later. I'm going back to the gym. And I never put on a football uniform until I played for Southern Miss. And I don't know if Coach Carmody knew all that. I don't think he would have asked me to come if he had known what little experience I had. <laughs> but, I, but, but I asked Coach Carmody, I said, just I'll, I'll give it all I've got if you'll promise me one thing. And I probably had no, no reason to be asking him for, uh, you know, uh, promises. But I said, look, if I'm not good enough, just tell me, and I'll go on back and finish my education and move on. He says, you got a deal. And I'll never forget, this is kind of Coach Coach Carmody was, the Wednesday before the first football game, the paper had titled it Boyd to start for Southern Miss. And Coach Carmody hadn't told me yet I was starting. I was running off the field. I heard him call my name. He said, Boyd, come here. And I ran over there. He always scared me to death because, you know, he's big nasty. You know, That's that. right. Yes, he said, well, I read in the paper today where you were starting this uh, weekend. And I said, well, I, I read that too, Coach, but. He said, I figured you would have something to say about that. And he put his arm around me. I'll never forget. He put his arm around me. He said, listen, you're my punter. I don't care if you kick the first one straight up in the air. You're still my punter. And that's the kind of coach he was. He knew, he knew that I needed to hear that. And, uh, you know, and, uh, and I, had, I had a lot of fun that year being around Lewis Lips and Richard Bird and Jim, uh, Steve Comney and all those guys, Bud Brown, all those guys. Just watching them play football and what all they went through each and every day gave me brand new perspective and respect for football players. So, real quick answer, LB, how far was that first punt? Forty-eight yards, fair caught. I'll never forget. There we go. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> hey, Larry, thanks so much for coming on the show. Relax a little bit tonight, now, and, and, and enjoy watching that boy pitch for the Golden Eagles. He knows what he's thanks. doing. He knows what he's yeah, doing. Larry Boyd, everybody. Okay, Larry Boyd, everybody. Have a safe trip. We'll be back, wrap up this edition of the Eagle Hour after this break. Miss to the top. Fourth segment of the Eagle Hour brought to us every day by Toyota Hattiesburg, located on Highway 98 in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, and online, toyotaofhattiesburg.com. Men's golf over in Opelika, Alabama, for the Auburn Tiger Invitational. Uh, men's tied uh, for 16th place right now. Robbie Ladder and Walter Walker Kesterton are tied for 28th overall. Golden Eagles improved today. Uh, day two in the three-day tournament uh, improved their second-round scores. Kesterton also shot a one-under 71. Tomorrow, the final round kicks off at 8 a.m. Uh, Lady Eagles, of course, we talked to Coach Joy Lee McNellis earlier in the show, out in Frisco, Texas, for the Conference USA Women's Basketball Tournament. Southern Miss takes on Marshall in the morning. Lady Eagles 15-14 and 14 overall, thundering herd 
12 and 17 overall. Southern Miss, the eighth seed. Marshall, the ninth seed. Southern Miss leads the series uh, 16 to 9, but the, the Lady, uh, Lady Marshall basketball team defeated Southern Miss back on February the 6th, 80 to 65. So Lady Eagles looking for uh, some revenge. Uh, Shante Hale is supposed to play tomorrow, right, guys? That's what right. Coach McNeil said. Correct. That's, uh, that's so big and. Uh, looking for respect, Lee Hart and Kelsey uh, Jones really to get a lot of rebounds, and Lady Eagles will, will have a chance in that. Uh, softball tomorrow night against Mississippi State. Lady Bulldogs come in to Hattiesburg, ranked 21st in the nation. Just remind you about that one tomorrow. But tonight in Montgomery at the Montgomery Biscuits Minor League Baseball Field, uh, the Eagles take on Troy. Uh, the Troy Trojans, first pitch will be at 6 p.m. Left-hander Drew Boyd. Uh, no wins, no losses on the year. We'll take on Bay Witcher, sophomore right-handed pitcher. He's got a 4-2-2 ERA for Troy. Going into tonight, guys, uh, Coach Barry talked about it yesterday. Troy is a very offensive uh, team. They've got, I think, five or six batters batting over 300. So uh, Drew Boyd uh, looking to uh, keep the, the base hits uh, in check tonight. But uh, we were talking through the through the break you know, even with a young team, a young team's still trying to find their identity, and it would be really good if the Eagles got a hot start tonight and, and not have to climb, uh, you know, back late in the game. Right, and I think you can look for a good performance out of Boyd. He pitched really well against Ole Miss. I think he went five innings, gave up maybe two hits. He pitched really, really well against a, a good Ole Miss baseball team. So, uh Kelly Sander, it always comes down to who's pitching the best. Doesn't it? And I think they're going to run into a little bit of weather tonight. I don't know that it's going to cause the game to be, you mm-hmm. know, wiped out. Or, but I was coming back from the ATL this morning. In fact, driving through, and all of that, all of that over there has been raining. And, and the, the ATL. Oh yeah, Atlanta. Oh, see, and you guys, you guys, <laughs> you guys I'm don't sorry. believe that I, I knew it. I'm I knew sorry. it. You guys I'm don't sorry. believe that I ran. He's got to use the lingo. Two miles. Yeah, he's he's hip. There's no question about it. <laughs> I ran two miles yesterday. You didn't run two miles in your adult life. No, I did, and I finally had to stop. And I told the lady, I said, "Here's your purse back if it's that big of a deal." <laughs> Good grief, you know? God, there's nothing in it anyway. I knew it. You know? Can I bring? Can I bring him up with you? Huh? <laughs> can Can we send him over to the quarantine area that you're in, uh, Luke? Uh, yeah, the water's I'll rising over here. You, if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> but back on the on the Southern Miss baseball team, an eleven and four start is a good start. It is There's a good no start, question. especially again when you're looking at uh, at you know years of starters and things like that. You guys you still have a very young team here, and you know getting into Conference USA play this coming weekend. Um, I I don't think I don't think you could have asked for a better record at this point. One senior on the baseball team that plays a position. Walker Powell, and there, there's a couple of of pitchers, but uh, relief pitchers, but 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 a very very young team, four and five freshmen starting some games. So when you win eleven out of your first fifteen, and I think two of those were one one run losses, so you could very easily be thirteen and two as opposed to eleven and four. I think have to be happy. And and Luke made a really good point about about the RPI. You know, Central Arkansas. And and the other, good team. I mean, not, yeah, they're Little not Rock. they're not uh, Arkansas Little Rock. Those are not bad teams. None no, of the teams no. in the Sun Belt are bad, bad baseball no, teams. They're not baseball no. teams. No, they're not. So geographically, you're playing teams that are close to where the Eagle fan base it's can a natural thing, drive. Right? If they, and they should continue to do that. Play teams out of the Sun Belt and out of the Southland. I think they should join the Sun Belt, but we've had that discussion before. Well, I'm sh- I'm sure we'll have it again at some yeah, point. You know, but, Bob. But you're right. Up. It's 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 a but it makes a lot of sense, right? Go ahead, Luke. 
you bring up a really good point. There's only there's only seven seniors on this whole team. Um, right. Gidry's the only uh, defensive starter. Powell, Blaylock, Stanley pitches a lot, and then you've got Nelms and some of the other guys um, out, out of the bullpen. But yeah, when you're looking at one starting pitcher that's a senior and one um, and one regular lineup hitter, Blaylock of course plays plays quite a bit. But Gidry and Powell and Stanley because he's your closer. Man, it's it's just exciting. And I'm really excited. I'm biased because he's a West Jones guy. But Dustin Dickerson batting 314 through 15 games, starting in in one of the hardest positions to come in and play immediately at D1, being the quarterback at the infield at at shortstop, just remarkable what he's done. Well, most games when you're watching them, you can look at the infield. You have a a sophomore at at third, a freshman shortstop, a senior second baseman, a sophomore first baseman, and a freshman pitching. That's that's a pretty young baseball. Yeah, but you freshman look, behind the plate too with Stanley. I mean, yeah. The plate. But when yeah, you look up at you look up in the in the section where Bob is sitting, it's senior, 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 no senior, senior, senior. That's where the senior class is, for, man. I mean, oh, man. I no mean, doubt about it. Super senior. Wow. All right, the boys have the show the rest of the week. Uh, they'll be at Delta World Tire Friday. Uh, and uh, they'll be back tomorrow at 1. And until then, Southern Miss. To, to the, the top. To the top. Slipping, slipping into the future. I want to fly like an eagle to the sea. Fly like an eagle. Let my spirit carry me. I want to fly like an eagle till I'm free. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.